We give you all the glory, Lord. None belongs to us, but all the glory belongs to you, Lord. All the glory belongs to you. He is worthy. The Lord is just so powerful. He is so awesome. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Most of you all know those verses. But do you live them? Are they a part of who you are? He is my refuge. He is my fortress. But in order for that to happen, you have to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You have to dwell in the center of Christ. He has to be your center. He has to be the one that we rejoice in, that we spend time in, but that we dwell in. You can't just dwell in, in Christ in a two-hour church service and then go home and live in the world. And people all over, especially in this Western Hemisphere, do that. They come into church, they sing songs, they clap. They lift up their hands. They smile. They say, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. They walk right out the door and boom, they're right back in the world. They let the world govern how they live their lives. You can't do that. Not if you want to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Not if you want to rejoice in his presence. Not if you want to find that. You have to remember that the things you face, it's God who has your hand. Amen. You have to understand it's God that has your back. You may think it's the person sitting next to you. You may think it's one of your friends, but it's not. It's God. Amen. Your friends they'll all let you down. Every single one of them. Every single one will let you down. Trust in them and you're in for it. Because it happens. Trust in the Lord. And he is there. You have to know and understand and absolutely believe that God will supply all your needs. 
If God hasn't supplied it, you don't need it. Which is why I don't have a Bentley. I said, you don't need that. You can't afford the air and the tires. You have to know that whatever you face, if God brought you to it, he will bring you through it. It takes a spiritual maturity. It takes a desire to go after God and his presence. I mean, you can soft soap it, you can lip service God all your life, but you're not going to feel the rewards that he has for you. You may get through this world, that's about all. You have to be obedient to his word. And you can't be obedient if you don't know it. But you have to be obedient to his word. Not just the parts you like, the parts you don't like. I mean, you have to remember that whatever the situation is, whatever that circumstance is, whatever is coming at you when you feel like your back is up against the wall. Why, when that happens, do we revert to our old nature? Why is the first thing we do, call somebody that we know? Oh, this is going on, ah, bah, 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 bah. And you start pouring it out, ah, this, ah, bah, bah. Why aren't you on your knees Crying out to God. Amen. Your friends can do nothing for you. They can't put you in their shadow. I believe that we do that because our own nature was comfortable. God doesn't like you in a comfort zone. If you're living in a comfort zone, you're really not doing anything for God. He's not challenging you. Or he is challenging you. You're just not accepting the challenge. Because God is always developing you. God is always growing you. God is always taking you somewhere new. He always has things for you. He has the plans for you. Remember that. He had plans for you while you were still in the womb. And it's going to take your lifetime to fulfill those. They may not be the plans that you think you have for yourself. Most times they're not. Because God knows deeper what you're all about. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. Which is why praying and praying in the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. He can see what's going on. He knows the cries of your heart. You need to get into that. In Psalm 62, it says, My soul rests in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock, my salvation, and my fortress. I will never be shaken. Amen. I will never be shaken. 
why as humans are we so flawed? I mean, everyone in this place, everyone sitting in churches everywhere, we've all made mistakes. Every decision you make has a consequence. And you will pay those consequences. Whether you turn left when you should have turned right, no matter what it is, there's a consequence for your decisions. And we need to learn from these. When we get so headstrong, we just go out and do the same thing again and think everything's going to be all right. It's a sign of insanity, you know. Keep doing the same thing and expect a different outcome. If you turn and walk into the wall, and you turn and walk into the walls, if you know you're going to turn, you're going to walk into the wall. Why do you keep doing it? Because we don't want to change from our wicked ways. We don't want God to guide us. We think that we can do it all our own. But God says, no, you need to abide in me. I am your refuge. I am your fortress. I am your strong tower. I'm the one that's going to get you through whatever it is you need to get through. Every attack that you come under, it says he will keep you out of the fowler's snare. He will keep you from the perilous times. There's times that things you're going to do are going to cause you problems. And there's things other people will do to you that are going to cause you problems. And you need to know that God is with you. Amen. That God has got you. That you can hide under there. You can keep from being attacked. When the enemy comes after you, you need to find refuge. You need to run to a fort to be protected. And God says, it's me. I'm the one. He is our strength. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. The scripture says, lead us not in temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Moses tells us, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. I mean, whether you accept it or not, God's still here. Amen. You may not walk in God's ways. You may not use God as your refuge, but God's still there. You need to cry out to him. The dwelling place, the center of where God is, Amen. is a place of complete security. Amen. Complete security. I mean, there's many people that say they follow Jesus. They have no idea how to get into this secret place. 
They have no idea how to call on God. They review it as, oh, well, it's okay for so-and-so to do that, but not me. God doesn't want me there. God wants you all there. Amen. He's made it available to all of you, but it requires discipline and obedience on your part. Yes, does getting into the spirit come easier for some people than others? Yes, I'm sure it does. Some people have walked that way for a long time and they can continue to walk in it very easily. But it's a matter of putting your trust in him and relinquishing your own power, your own will to God. We don't like to hear that. We don't like to relinquish our stuff. We still want to be the most powerful. We still want to think we're making the decision. But God says, trust me. I created you. I know your needs. I know your wants. I know the problems you face. I know what mess you've created for yourself. I know when the enemy is going to attack you. And I know how to fight him off. So just come to me. <coughs> Abide in me. Come into my secret place. Amen. Come into my fortress. Be under my wing. And you will find refuge there. Amen. I mean, there's a sanctuary that God has where you can find peace, where you can find contentment, where you will know that you can rest. Because that's very important. And when we struggle sometimes every day, people face struggles. We face storms. But God says, you know, I got your back. I got you covered. Amen. I'll take care of all your needs. Just trust in me. Amen. And that's what we need to do. If we live intimately with God, he becomes all the protection we need. Amen. But we still struggle with that. Our nature still struggles with giving it over to God. Because we still think we can do it better. Psalm 32. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Some of you have been under some great spiritual attacks this year. Some of you have faced some awesome battles. And if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have got through them. And the closer, and the closer you get to God, the more the enemy is going to attack you. If you haven't had any spiritual warfare yet, then you don't really know God. You don't know him at all. Because what did he say? 
Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? If he doesn't know your name, you're not walking for Christ. You're not walking the way Christ would have you walk. I guarantee the prayer warriors in this church, the devil knows their names. He knows every one of their names. You have so much that God has given you. Amen. You have so much power, so much authority. Yet you choose to walk in the ways of the world. You choose not to walk with God. But if you trust him, if you will give him that close relationship that he desires, He's going to come and walk with you every day in the cool of the day. He's going to be with you. I don't know how the rest of your prayer life is, but those that have been here in the mornings, there's a presence of God in this place. God just comes down to meet us. He comes down to meet us, and I'm sure if you have war rooms and prayer closets at your house. He does the same thing. He comes to meet you where you are. He comes to walk with you. He comes to guide you. But the devil, he likes to put a little doubt in you. And the minute that starts to infiltrate your brain, you start to walk with it. And you start to let it grow and grow. There's so many people, pretenders. Churches are full of fake Christians. You know that, right? You understand that. They know Christianese. They can speak the language. They can clap their hands. They can sing the song. But there's nothing in their hearts. There's a difference between singing songs to God, singing praise songs, singing worship songs, and actually worshiping. There's a great, great difference between those things. But there are those pretenders. There are those deceivers. They come in. What does Timothy tell us? Paul writes in 2 Timothy, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, un unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haunty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. From such people, run away. Some of you need to run away. 
from people that are in your lives. Amen. You need to get up and run. And don't look back. What does Psalm 1 tell us? Don't sit or take counsel from the wicked. You should never take advice from somebody that is not spiritually on the same level you are or higher up. Or just spend time. Seek God. Let him tell you what to do. He will. He just may not answer you as quickly as you like. Becomes our duty as believers. We have to speak out. We have to testify. How reliant we are on God and what God has done for us. Nobody's going to know if we don't tell them. If we don't tell them what God's done for you, if we don't tell them about the challenges you face and how God got you through it, how are they going to know? Some of you fight with your flesh every day. Some of you have to deal with the issue of pride. It's a killer. Pride is a killer. It will kill you. But no matter what it is, no matter what that is, God says, I am your refuge. I am your fortress. Come into my secret place. Come and abide in me. He's telling you the door is open. Walk through it. There's people that you know that are down and out and they want to take you with them. Whatever ride they're on, they want you to be a part of it. Walk away, church. Walk away. God is our refuge. He is our fortress. And he can take them down. You have people that are constantly talking to you. They're repeating the same lies, the same deceptions. They told you five years ago, ten years ago. They're constantly talking to you. The song went, if God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom, that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is defeated. God is fighting for us. God is on our side. Yes, shout it out. He has overcome. He is carrying out our burdens. He's covering our shame. I will live. I will not die. The resurrection power of Christ. Alive in me, I am free. In Jesus' name. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. I mean, the blood of Jesus not only cleanses you from your sin, but it cleanses your guilt. Amen. It cleanses your shame. Amen. 
And it washes you clean. What does it say in 2 Chronicles? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. Now my eyes will open and my ears will be attentive to the prayer made in this place. The prayer made in this place. Turn from your wicked ways. There is a great blessing as we seek after God and choose to walk in his ways. Some of you have walked in his ways. You know the blessings that he has poured out on you. We live in the middle of a dark world and it's getting darker. There's people that live without the truth of God. I mean, to show you how crazy it is, I don't know where this took place, but people went into a department store and started pouring milk on the floor to protest animal rights. They went into like a Macy's or a Nordstrom's and they're just pouring out milk. Oh, no. Man, how crazy is this? This generation is getting darker. The enemy is out there and he is coming. He's coming for you, he's coming for your kids, he's coming for everybody. And you're gonna have to be strong. You're going to have to find a fort to live in. And God says, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. God assures us that if we walk with him, we will rise above. We will rise above. He reminds us we're not alone. You're not alone. Look around. You have people here that will encourage you. You have people here that are with you. There are people here that want to see every one of you succeed in whatever it is your journey is taking you. Find yourself an accountability partner. Find somebody you can talk to every day and pray with and if you're stepping out of line, they'll tell you. If they're stepping out of line, you tell them. Bring them back on course. God wants you all to abide in his secret place. He wants you to dwell with him. He tells us he's there to be with us. He's there to stand with us. 
no matter what it is we face. He's going to go through that. God works on the behalf of those that love him, that truly love him. And he knows who you are. He can see your heart. He can see exactly what you're thinking right now. He knows what you're looking at on your cell phones. He knows what you're watching. He knows who you're communicating with. He knows whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. You got to remember, he, he's omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. He's sitting right next to you. And he wants you there. He wants to guide you. So you think, you know, you can go out and get away with, well, God's not going to see me tonight. Let me sneak out at 11 o'clock tonight. God won't know I'm God. It's not like your parents. When you, can open, you can open the window and go out. You know? I mean, I used to do that. I used to open my bedroom window and out I'd go. <laughs> Come back in. I used to come in through the basement, but I forgot the outside doors were right above my parents' bedroom. Uh, obviously, they hurt. But sometimes I was too short to reach my own bedroom window. I could get out of it, but getting back in, I couldn't do it. We sneak out all the time. But God knows when you're sneaking around. God knows when you're sinning. The Holy Spirit is up there, and he's just crying away. He's just crying away, going, oh, I can't believe it. This just breaks my heart. This just breaks my heart. God's gone. Yeah. Oh, I hope they repent. And if they truly repent, I will forgive them and say, they have to truly repent. Not that hangover repentance we used to have. We've got to take away this hangover and I won't drink again. You know, once the hangover's gone, we've got to repent. Got a beer out of the refrigerator. <laughs> God looks for true repentance. A total change. When you say, I'll never do this again, you mean it. And when he sees that you mean it, he forgives you. And he welcomes you back in. Because the minute you sin, you got kicked out. Remember, God don't see sin. So if you're living in sin, God can't see you. He doesn't know who you are. That's why there's so many fake Christians in the church. They know Christianese, but they don't know God. Just rejoice in the fact that you don't live in the Old Testament. Because most of us wouldn't be here today if we did.
But don't ever doubt that God is with you. He loves you all so much. If he didn't love you so much, he wouldn't care. But he cares. We have to step out in faith and choose God as our protector. We have to rejoice in the fact that God is willing to cover us, protect us, guide us, steer us, and then supply everything we need. How awesome is that? God's promises are going to be fulfilled right before your very eyes. Every single one of them. Sinners, they're going to have to go to the Lord and sit on that mercy seat. But the redeemers, we're covered by the blood. We've been redeemed. And if we know God, we understand that he loves us. We understand that. We have to reach out. We have to communicate with him. He handles prayer. He really loves prayer. He likes to hear you communicate with him. I mean, we're constantly, some people are constantly praying. Paul said, pray. Just pray. Don't ever stop. Don't ever stop praying. It's good for me. I can pray, I can speak to God. I'm glad he doesn't say, text me. I'd be in big trouble then, I hate texting. I put in the wrong words, I leave out things, I forget words, you know, I, I think it in my head, but I don't text it. So the text looks crazy. And once you send it, it's too late. <laughs> there's no there's no recall. They should put a five second or ten second recall there right now. There is a recall. But we as believers, we do face conflict. Whether it comes from the enemy or it comes from ourselves. Sometimes the enemy likes to get into our flesh and tell us what we need. God says you don't need that. All you need is me. So remember, God is our refuge. God is our fortress. David referred to God as his fortress, his strength. David, who was a warlord, who fought many battles, but we're going to face battles whether they're physical or whether they're spiritual. Yeah. The only way you're going to get through them is with God. Amen. There's no get them through them on your own. Amen. Like I said, there's decisions we made, mistakes we made, whether we made one yesterday, last week, last month, last year. And they have consequences. But God will forgive you of everything. Amen. He wants you to reside in that secret place. Yeah. 
He wants you to dwell with him. He wants you to live there. He wants you to just, just bring your sleeping bag and come on over, God's saying. Just come on in. Because I got room for you. I mean, in the ancient world, the fortress had everything. It was walled off from the rest of the city. It had a supply of food, water. It had enough ammunition to fight off the enemy. It protected the city from getting defeated. And this is what God's fortress is going to do for you. It's going to protect you from getting defeated by an enemy. Whether the enemy is within you or whether he's coming after you from the outside. Because perilous times are coming. And if the enemy knows who you are, he's coming after you. He's coming after you. So you need to be strong. You need to know who it is. Don't let it get you down because God has got your back. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Come on up, God. God wants you to receive all you have.